Thank you, Millard. The elders always are much in prayer about our fifth Sunday theme. Uh, we have uh, usually four, sometimes five Sundays a year where there is a fifth Sunday where we uh, do not have a sermon, but we do have a special theme that we believe will bless the body and will be encouraging to all of us. And we've done various things in the past. And as we prayed about this particular Sunday as over the last several weeks and then made a decision, um, one of the things we realized is that this congregation is unique in a lot of ways. We're unique in the number of talented artists we have. I mean, we saw what Candy produced for us, and we have so many different talented artists here in our fellowship. Uh, we're, we're unique in our leadership structure. We only know of one other church in town that really does things in a similar way that we do them, and there's other churches around the country. Uh, we're also unique in the number of musicians we have and musical talent in this fellowship. Considering the size of this body, it's remarkable how many very talented singers and musicians that we have. And so we thought it would be really appropriate because uh, music is God's gift to us. We thought it would be really appropriate to feature music here on our fifth Sunday. So this morning, uh, Hallad is going to come first and he's going to uh, share some thoughts about the gift of music and and how powerful it is in the life of a church and the lives of us as believers. And then we will have six different individuals uh, come up and play and or sing for us uh, this morning. So we're in for a special treat this morning to hear some of our talented uh, musicians this morning. So Hallett, would you come and let's pray over this time together, Hallett. Heavenly Father, we're grateful for the way you've blessed us with so much talent in this church, Lord. We're grateful for the very gift of music. We thank you, Father, that uh, music is something that we can enjoy and, and Father, it can glorify you. And we're uh, wanting to do that this morning, Father, even in these performances, Lord. We trust that you will indeed be glorified even as we enjoy what you have prepared for us this morning. So we uh, ask you and commit this time to you, Father, and ask you to use it to accomplish your purposes in our hearts and lives. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, good morning. Um, first of all, let me say the PowerPoint this morning was my fault. Let me just make that perfectly clear, you know, with the, the song. This is what happens when you, when you change verse order uh, on the fly. Also, the um, music during offertory was an original composition by Millard. And there, I believe there are words to that as well that we may, we may hear it sometime. But I'd just like to, to say two brief things about music before we get to people singing and, and sharing with us. But let, let's start here. Would you do this with me just together? Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so, little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me, the Bible tells me so. Oh, very nice. So a couple of things just happened. Um, 
physically, really a lot of things just happen. Your, your brain just woke up. Um, all parts of your brain just like fired, you know, your senses, your hearing, your memory, your emotions, all the muscle areas, you know. And as has already been mentioned, this issue of music, they're finding more and more, there's a whole field called music therapy. Uh, I just saw something about Alzheimer's and dementia, and there's a trademark, singing in the brain. I, I couldn't help but think, is this singing in the brain? Just sing or something, you know. But, but uh, so physically, all these things happen, and, and especially in singing in a group, your cortisol level drops, stress level drops, your oxytocin level, which is that bonding hormone, uh, increases. In fact, they find that choirs who sing together, their literally their heartbeats start to synchronize. So there are all these physiological um, outcomes from from singing and from music. Um, but really, even more importantly, is what just happened spiritually, is that we remembered something that was true, and we said something that was true, and we heard other people around us say something that was true. So I just want to point out to you that music and song, in particular, it's a gift from God that can be a great help in our effort to become more like Jesus. Just last week, Steve reminded us that we can choose what we think about. He encouraged us to think of, to turn our thoughts toward things that are true, honorable, just, and pure. And one of the best ways to accomplish this is through song and through scripture. Um, the Lord knew this, and apparently he made us this way. So in Deuteronomy 31, there's a, a remarkable scene. And in Deuteronomy 31, the children of Israel are, are on the edge of, they're on the border of the promised land. And you can go ahead and put that scripture up. And it's, they're, they're right on the border, and they're about to go in. A Mos, Moses really is, doesn't have much longer to live. The Lord said he's going to take him home. And so here's like the last minute, really, before they go over, and they start this before the leadership's turned over to Joshua. And this is, this is what happens. The Lord tells Moses, uh, I'm going to give you a song. I want you to write it down, and I want you to teach it to the people. Now, therefore, write this song. And teach it to the people of Israel. Put it in their mouths that this song may be a witness for me against the people of Israel. So Moses wrote this song the same day and taught it to the people of Israel. Then Moses spoke the words of this song and they were finished in the ears of the assembly of Israel. And Deuteronomy chapter 32 is that song. Now, it happens to be the song is about you are a rebellious people and you're going to, you know, it's kind of a blues kind of thing, you know, really. You know, it's just like... Okay, you're going to rebel, but, but, but the, the point is the Lord knew, and I believe he made us this way, so songs stick with us. Uh, in the New Testament, Ephesians 1, I think we're familiar with this scripture. It says, be filled with the Spirit. You can go ahead to that scripture. Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with the Lord, to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we're very conscious of this as a church. And so when we are uh, planning the worship um, songs that we're going to sing, really our prayer as we prepare for this is, is not what's on the top ten of 
you know, Christian copyright licensing, because you can go back and you can see what everybody, what the churches in the U.S. are singing. You can look back and see where the 10 top songs literally on church. But, but what we do is we're praying and say, Lord, what, what do we need to say this week? What, what truth do we need to be reminded of? What, what do we need to, to say? Uh, what do we need to speak out loud? And so that, that's how we decide what, you know, what we're going to sing. In fact, if we could go ahead, this is the, the song list for this morning. This is what we sang. We sang a scripture song from Jeremiah 32. We sang a scripture song taken from Psalm 97. We sang a hymn written in 1780 that pulls from 1 Samuel uh, verse, uh, chapter 7. Uh, we sang a late 20th century song, you know, uh, and then we song, sang a uh, from Psalm 84, and then we finished up with a hymn that is from the Relsh Revival of 1904. So we've chosen songs that are straight from Scripture, close to Scripture, or really speak of a, the, the history that connect us to our, to our traditions, to our past, toward all these things that uh, testimonies uh, through the centuries. Uh, Martin Luther uh, reintroduced... Um, congregational singing, and this is one of his quotes, and he just says it better. There's nothing I can say better than just to read this with you. He says, I wish to see all arts, principally music, in the service of him who gave and created them. Music is a fair and glorious gift of God. I would not for the world forego my humble share of music. This is great. Singers are never sorrowful, but they are merry and smile through their troubles in song. Music makes people kinder, gentler, more staid, and reasonable. And there's more. Go ahead to the next one. I am strongly persuaded that after theology, there is no art that can be placed on a level with music. For besides theology, music is the only art capable of affording peace and joy of the heart. The devil flees before the sound of music almost as much as before the word of God. So um, I would encourage you to seek out scripture songs, uh, to make this part of your day. Um, do, do you know the song, um, I woke up this morning with my mind, stayed on Jesus, if you know it. I woke up this morning with my mind, just stayed on Jesus. Well, I woke up this morning with my mind, just stayed on Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So how better to keep your mind stayed on Jesus than with, with godly music and scripture songs? So the second thing I want to say about music is that um, Genesis 1 in, tells us that God is creator. It's the first attribute that's given, that's ascribed to him in scripture. Uh, Gospel of John echoes this in the first chapter. So, so God is creator and creative. He was the original creative one. And he was not only creative in an abstract sense, but he expressed his creativity. And uh, if we can look at uh, Romans 1.20, familiar scripture, for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made. So just as God in his nature as creator, he created and he expressed. And he has made us with 
I think not only the ability, the capability, but the need to, to create and the need to uh, express. And so we, we can, um, so he, he calls us to create new things, to create new worship, even create new songs, uh, and to express them. And so we can, we can create things ourselves. We can also take what someone else has created and really make it our own and uh, use it to express what's in our heart. Now, you may think, okay, that's, that's fine for you to say, you know, uh, but you have not heard me sing, you know. And, uh, well, I probably have heard you sing. Let's, let's keep on going to the next, next slide, this, this scripture. So here's the Ephesians, you know, uh, 1, 18 through 20. So you notice the requirement is not that you be professional. The requirement is that you do it from your heart, you know. And so I just want to encourage us all just to, um, to um, worship the Lord, to sing. You know, now you, don't, you, don't have, you don't have to annoy your spouse and your neighbor. You sing in the car, sing in the shower, sing in every, sing every any place you can, any place you want to. But really to feel free to create things. If I can, uh, you know, if I can pick on Lynn Clutter, if we called Lynn, I won't do it, but if we called Lynn Clutter here right now, she could recite Psalm 119 to us by songs, right? Could, could you, Lynn? You could, right? See, she's nodding back there. I won't do it to her. But, but she has learned, she did this in house church. We were talking about songs, and she gave us all of Psalm 119 in a series of tunes that she used to learn this. So I just want to encourage us to, um, to worship, to use music to be edified, to fill our lives, fill our homes with godly music, to come up with our own worship, creative worship to, to the Lord. So this morning we're going to do this. And kind of next slide, sort of a summary here. That music is a fair and glorious gift, Martin Luther said, of God that can help us to turn our thoughts to what's true, honorable, just, and pure, singing and making melody to the Lord. We're made in his image, with the ability to create and to express the truth of who he is and what he has done for us. So we're about to do that. And just, uh, in fact, Sherry, uh, Sherry Jackson, her granddaughter Morgan, are going to start us off here. Y'all just come on up now. And they're going to share a couple of songs. Uh, Jim Garrett is going to play clarinet for us, share with us. Diane Shepard has a song and will play for us. Tom Buck has a song. Eric Dunn will play piano for us, and I may come back with a with a song at the end. So, you ready?
But I bought some dreams far from you, and I'm running out of faith. I see the future, a picture, slowly fade away. When the tears are pain and heartache are rolling down my face, I find my peace in Jesus' name. In the eye of the storm, you remain in control. And in the middle of the war, you guard my soul. You alone are the anchor when my sails are torn. Your love surrounds me in the eye of the storm. In the eye of the storm, you remain in control. And in the middle of the war, you guard my soul. You alone are the anchor when my sails are torn. Your love surrounds me in the eye of the storm.
Bill Sullivan accents my age. Wasn't it hard to not whistle along with that? Wow, what a blessing. By the way, I want to urge you to pray for Sherry. This dear sister is in constant pain. So please be in prayer for her. Well, this morning I'm going to play a medley of three songs dealing with life's journey. First is a song that originally was written as African-American folk song. It's an exhortation to a young person, a young woman, young man who's just getting ready to begin the journey into adulthood. And it echoes Jeremiah chapter 29, which says, Seek the Lord, and if you seek the Lord, you will find him if you seek him with your whole heart. Look down, look down that lonesome road before you travel on. But look up, look up, and seek your maker before you travel on. So to begin that journey, make sure you're traveling it with God. Second song is one that deals with life itself and reminder to always remember where this journey is going. In the 1700s, Courageous pioneers began to settle in the Appalachian Mountains. It was a very hard life. Most of them had very short lives. But one characteristic of their culture was they had a lot of revival meetings. And out of those mountains in one revival meeting in 1784 came the song, Wayfaring Stranger. I'm just a wayfaring stranger, a traveling through this world below. But there is no sickness, toil, or danger to that fair land of which I go. And the first verse says, I'm going there to see my mother. The second verse, I'm going there to see my father. The third verse, I was going there to meet my Jesus. I'm going there no more to Rome. I'm just a passing over Jordan. I'm just a passing over home. The last song deals with the end of life. In 1850, Henry Lyle sat with a friend who was dying of pneumonia. In this man's last hours, he began to whisper a prayer, three words over and over again, abide with me, abide with me. Lyle was so moved, he wrote a poem And then he wrote a tune to go with it. A few months later, he died of pneumonia. But before he died, he gave the song to a friend, and it was sung for the first time at his funeral. So this morning, three songs about life's journey. In the beginning, be sure you seek God. Along the way, remember where you're going. And when it's over, seek his presence.
stuff here we can get ready. Alec told me one time, it's a whole lot of trouble to sound like you didn't go to very much trouble. Uh, there are a couple of people here um, that the Lord would like to heal. There's somebody that has a, uh, a very stiff neck and upper back. And if I'm not mistaken, you have already gotten some relief from that. And there's somebody else who has... The best way I can describe it is very tight knees. You're not able to straighten your knees out. And uh, the Lord wants to heal that. And I think you need to uh, seek out one of the uh, elders or prayer team or just one of the respected men of the church to, to pray for you. And I think the Lord's going to heal you. Maybe I can see. It all cost the same, but with different destinations. If you don't know where you're gonna go, you're gonna wind up in chains. You always wind up in chains. Never set out to go wrong. But things have happened on your pathway. When you look back, you've got regrets and now you're wound. Up in chains. You tried to fix up all your sins. But things did not go how you wanted You're no better off And now you see that you were wound up in chain You're wound up in chain There's an easy way that's offered Better than to go your own way if you give in, Jesus sets you free And He will break all your chains and He will break all your chains It all costs the same But with different destinations 
If you don't know where you're gonna go, you're gonna wind up in chains. You're gonna wind up in chains. music, right, Eric? It's your own. Wrote that. Now for a severe drop in musicianship here. <laughs> kind of want to bring us full circle. Um, in terms of um, songs, this is, uh, this is not really a public kind of song. This is yesterday was the first time I've ever sung this song outside of my car. Um, so this is just one of those you sing it in the car on the way to work, and I played it for the first time on guitar yesterday. So we'll see if I remember it. And um, but um, this is this is what I sing 
to myself. And I think I put the words up here so you can see them and I can see them too. You can feel free to join in whenever you want. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. stand on your promises, on your faithfulness, on your unending love. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I choose to lift my hands. Here I'll take my stand on your promises, on your faithfulness, on your unending love. You do that from the beginning? This day the Lord has made, I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. Lord has made, I will rejoice and be glad in it. I choose, I choose to rejoice, choose to lift my voice. Here I'll take my stand on your promises, on your faithfulness, on your promises. On your faithfulness, on your unending love. Amen. So you can encourage yourself. Wow. I'm just so impressed at the musical talent God has given us here in this church. What a tremendous blessing it is. Hallett, thank you so much for putting this, all, putting this all together and for your very thoughtful remarks on the place of music in the life of the church and in the lives of believers. I will quibble with one thing, though. and I am a little worried about you singing that song in your car and lifting your hands. I choose to lift my hands. Please let me know when you're on 91st Street and if I happen to be at the same time. I... <laughs> you know, uh, it was also so good to see Tom up here. You know, that was the first time that Tom has sung publicly since his brain surgery. How many years ago? Eight years ago. And many of you remember that he had very serious, very significant brain surgery. And, of course, he tells us that he's one of the few people in the church now that can actually prove that he has a brain because they <laughs> pictures of it. But um, I... I visited Tom several times when he was in rehab, and he could hardly speak, let alone sing. He had completely lost 
most of his ability to play the guitar. And one of the things that his neurologist told him is, you need to pick up and play the guitar because that's going to help you with everything else. So again, as Hallett was saying, that's part of the power of music in the human heart and in the human brain. There's, there's actual science backing this up, folks. And uh, in my own experience with my, uh, both of my in-laws who had dementia, uh, the last thing to go with my mother-in-law was music. She, she could not remember what she, uh, what she ate two minutes ago, but she could remember the lyrics to a song that she learned 50 years ago. And uh, as Jim Garrett noted uh, at Herb's funeral, that uh, this was like four days before he passed into eternity. Uh, he, he wasn't speaking much. He was just pretty much out of it. But when Jim sang a song, Herb joined in in the chorus. So there was the music. It was one of the, it's a powerful part of our brains and the way God made us, and it's a wonderful gift to all of us. So let's rejoice in the reality that this is a great gift that God has given us to enjoy and to give him glory. Let's stand as we prepare to close. I want to mention a couple things. 